0: Bobby Bones
1: post show pre show. So big congratulations to producer Eddie. Just celebrated his fifteenth wedding anniversary. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Look at you.
2: Pretty crazy. Thank That's you. Awesome. Fifteen years. It's a lot.
1: What did you guys do?
2: Oh, we didn't do anything. We kind of chilled. We we um you know relaxed. We went to a, had dinner and then we just sat in the backyard and drank some wine and talked. You know, I, I think it's cool. Anniversaries uh, go back and kind of talk about. Our, our relationship and our life and the ups and downs that we've had and the good times and and, and also too, I think we kind of came up with an idea. We may want we just brought it up, but we may want to do a twenty year like re re wedding.
3: Oh, oh, cool. oh, a renewal.
2: You huh. know, like a, just kind of a renewal wedding, have another celebration where we invite people. Hopefully, everyone's done with COVID by then. Five, but <laughs> twenty twenty five. Yeah, five years. Five, year, five right? years. Right? Would be kind of cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, Don, congratulations! Thank you, man. That's That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, how's the kids? Are good? All four of them? Uh, Four kids are good. Man, you know it's just a train wreck every day. Like the house is just a a wreck every day. But I love it. I wouldn't want it any other way. But sometimes we're just kind of we're trying to figure out how to just kind of make life a little easier for us, and it's not really happening.
1: Here is (laughs) a military charter plane catching fire over Honolulu. See this? Mm -mm. Here you go.
3: And take a look at this video. Tense moments above Honolulu when a passenger on this plane spotted what appeared to be flames shooting from the aircraft inside a pitch black cabin as passengers reported hearing sounds of explosions. The Hawaii Department of Transportation and Federal Aviation Administration both confirm an Atlas Air Boeing 767 passenger plane had to turn around after reporting an emergency engine failure. The chaos unfolding just just after takeoff from Hickam Air Force Base, DOT says the plane landed safely and no injuries were reported.
1: Can you imagine you're flying and you look over and something's on fire?
2: Mm. Like, holy crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd be scared. Yeah, that happened to me one time. I was driving down the road and a big tanker truck behind me caught on fire.
3: That's not on an
1: airplane. No, that's it's not your airplane. <laughs> Thank you. Just want to bring didn't that up. did happen to
2: you. <laughs> totally different. You <laughs> just
1: saw something on fire. <laughs> guys, well, that's what you man, said. Man, I was driving
4: down the road one day and I saw a house on fire. Yeah, it's the same <laughs> thing. See, I was crazy. watching
3: a movie and a car I, I, caught on the fire. Same, it's the same thing. <laughs> I
2: hate you guys.
5: <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna play
1: some voicemails because we were talking about the post show, and if you guys like it when it's longer or shorter, mostly because I was listening to it and I was annoyed at me and us because we wouldn't shut up and get to the show <laughs> however uh here is leanne i love the
5: post show pre show please don't make it shorter that'd be disappointing thank you
1: you're welcome here is boy- uh, the second one
0: hi bobby we like the longer post shows you guys are not very filtered and we like it when you guys cuss not hardcore cuss i think it's funny makes you human um <laughs> <We> okay <read. laughs> bye how do i stop recording do i just press the button just- oh.
3: yeah. great <laughs>
1: Who curses? Maybe occasionally. Well, hard, Ray
3: huh? Wait, do on and, here? Uh,
1: I don't curse.
3: On, I know, but I in the post-show pre-show?
1: Some radio shows do something that I don't quite understand. They do what they call an uncensored podcast where they just get on, and, but then they do it separately. I'm like, if you're going to do that, put that on your show podcast. Yeah. Like boost your show numbers. Yeah. Why, why are you it out over two podcasts? People don't know where to go to get what? Put it up in that same show podcast. That's what we do. We could do this as a whole show and then have a fair amount of streams. Mm-hmm. But I want the show podcast to be so strong that the company has looks and goes, holy crap, and they do most of the time. Like, holy crap, what's happening? Because I'm telling you, things in country music digitally don't do that well. Our show podcast, thanks to you guys, it does. It does. It's, it's sometimes the biggest in the whole company. But uh, we don't – we don't like her. I don't know what she... Maybe she's in the wrong show. You listen to Breakfast Club?
3: <laughs> maybe <laughs> ASS. Jackat. Wait. How, did we stop? I'm trying to on think of... On the post show? We did not say or, that. Ray, have The only have thing you said... that I
1: would say is if someone's a dick, and I don't even think that's bad. <laughs> or maybe I that. I wouldn't say that on the radio show. Or I,
3: like, damn.
1: I don't say that. I don't say any carcats. Ray, cards. I think, does. Oh, okay. Does. Um,
3: Thanks for making us edgy, Ray Right?
1: Yeah, Ray Ray. Yeah, I really don't even know what the hell she's talking about. <laughs> okay, <here laughs>
5: Okay. okay. All
1: right. Here's All right, here's the next one. Bones,
2: when you have a short post-show pre-show, I get a little irritated. I like a, a nice long one, lots of jokes, lots of laughing. When you guys are just being candid, talking about whatever spills over from the show, it's actually my favorite part of my drive. I've got about a three-hour route. I drive every night, and uh, yeah, it's fun. That's probably what I laugh the most, to be honest with you. Well, I appreciate
1: that. Your feedback was overwhelmingly you like the post-show. Uh, here's another caller. This is uh, talking about my podcast called The Bobby Cast. Good morning,
4: Bobby. Good morning, studio. I remember maybe like a year and a half ago that you were supposed to put out something called the Trouble Tape on the Bobby Cast, talking about all the scandals and the billboard stuff. I was wondering if y'all ever finished that. All right, thank you. Have a good day.
1: We did one episode of the Trouble Tapes, Mike. What was that one about? The billboards? Yeah. We have other and the whole idea. Mike was producing these. And the whole idea was we would talk about some of the real trouble we've been into. Shouldn't the next one be when Lunchbox went to jail? Oh, that's so good. Oh, oh, that's, that's really good.
4: That's dark. Dark times. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. You feel like producing that one? Yeah. All right. Give us a month or so <laughs> because it's not just an interview. Like Mike talk, makes it like a true crime podcast uh-huh. where it's like, it cuts to me and I'm like, you know, I don't, it was just one day I woke up and all of a sudden. And then they sort of Lunchbox telling his version of the story, not in the same room. <laughs> So yeah, check out the Bobbycast. We'll do our next trouble tapes on when Lunchbox went to jail. Uh, in the next month? Yeah. You can interview me, Lunchbox. You should interview our old program director who's in Dallas now, Jay Shannon. Oh, that's good. For sure.
3: I wasn't here yet.
1: You weren't on the show? Do you remember hearing it on the radio?
3: Yeah, I was a That listener. you can talk about as a listener. Mhm.
1: And I wonder who else we could talk to. I mean, to. I can get the cop on the phone. <laughs> could you? He's I don't know. Friend, I have though. no idea who
4: the officer is.
1: You could guys
3: probably find out. I Never. mean, he was
1: a listener of the show for sure. Yeah. I mean, because he was talking about it in the car. Is mm-hmm. a whole thing. I mean, maybe you could get Dusty could we... Black, our old GM, who didn't fire me when he should. it. What about the, the clerk? Ah, at the gas Stop station? Stop it. I not know that guy. <laughs> <Hold on. laughs> All right. Give us a month. Give us a month. Make, maybe before that. Uh, here's one more voicemail. This is Kimberly from Michigan
0: hi bobby morning studio me and my girls listen to you every day and we were just wondering if Steve's eyebrows were growing back thanks bye
1: yeah his eyebrows he lost them in a bet and so
2: yeah i tell
1: you with your shaved bald head you really didn't notice that they were gone
2: yeah they didn't look too bad i actually was pretty impressed with the way i looked were you you looked yeah. in the mirror and was like dang <laughs> i look good yeah. uh how are they growing back they're actually pretty thick now. Uh, not as thick as they used to be, but there is one little patch that I'm concerned about if it's going to come back or not. But so far, I'd say it's it's pretty good. Okay, there it's you go. Good.
1: Thank you for your calls. You guys hit us up on the voicemail line. 877-77-BOBBY. 877-77-BOBBY. I'm just seeing if there's anything that I want to jump into before we get into today's show. Uh, tomorrow, I think we'll get into Eddie uh, being what they call a Karen. Have you heard about this, huh. what he did? Mm-hmm. okay. Here we Lunchbox go. has gone full Karen. Eddie Whoa. did something, and I don't you know. You
3: did. You did go full you Karen. You the police oh, sure. on your neighbors.
2: Uh, well, they were breaking law.
1: Well, I'll tell you tomorrow. We'll tell you what Eddie did, and you can make up your mind
2: because it's borderline, right? I mean, you guys think it is. Okay,
1: so we'll do that tomorrow. Um, I think that's. Oh, we got to do the Tuesday song. I oh. <laughs> <You> got reminded. <laughs> we kind of got to be in the mood for it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Let's just see if we can pull it off. Not Come completely on. in the mo- We had a bunch of
2: days off, so we're not completely in the movie.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's just it's been a while, like while too since Monday. you've sung this, huh? Yeah, yeah. Here Come we on. go. Um. Turn I that up, right? I don't know. Do I even feel like doing it? I don't know. I don't.
3: Know. I don't. <laughs> the <laughs> best saying.
1: day of the week, <laughs> you all know it's my time. So I made a song about Tuesday. So happens it rhymes. The lowest number of crimes. A super bingo at night I don't know how you do it, Tuesday. This is how I do mine. The sun comes up. There's a smile on my mouth, why? Because I love Tuesdays, it's the first thing I shout. Free Zumba this morning and every Tuesday at 5, I got my spandex on, it's time to head to the Y. Tuesday, HOA Tuesday, Housewives going Boosday, I'm just talking about Tuesday, we'll come back. It's Tuesday, is my recycling on the curb as I drive off? Yup, my recycling's on the curb. I mean, Fridays are fine because they're casual and all. But I'm always more productive on my Tuesday conference call, my after work plans. I got my spray tan, I'm drinking lemon water out of me, some cayenne. Pebbles and Bam Bam, I'm watching C-SPAN. And then it's two for one at Sonic with a Coney in each hand. I say Tuesday, H-O-A Tuesday. Housewife's going Boo's day I'm just talking about Tuesday Do it again Tuesday Brown cow goes day Eat some cashews I'm just talking about Tuesday Mardi Gras On a Tuesday I go to Krav Maga On a Tuesday I'm playing Pokemon On a Tuesday
3: Came out of my mom On a
1: Tuesday There you go Come on
2: Enjoy. Okay. Enjoy the Tuesday show. That was more fun than yeah, that. Yeah, that kind of that was fun. Yeah. Forgot. I didn't
6: think it was gonna
3: be that much fun. <laughs> yeah, me neither.
2: <laughs> Who knew? Alright, enjoy the show. Bye everybody.
6: Bye you. Here we go. Come on, Bobby. Bobby Ball. Transmitting across America. Turn it up. This is the Bobby Bones show. Let's go!
1: What's happening, everybody? Hope you had a great three-day weekend. Morning studio. Morning. Morning. I got home and yesterday, like, just hurting a little bit because that the TV show taping was tough this week and it's tough every week. But I get home and I had to wear the helmet that I had to wear to commercial dive was 40 pounds, just the helmet. And there's another 50 or 60 pounds on your back. And so I'm back and I'm whining a little bit to Caitlin. And she doesn't really handle my whine, she just doesn't take it. And so I was like, oh, I can't believe I finally, like my whole life I've been working to get a TV show and it's so hard. I thought it would be much more glamorous. They would bring me, she was like, you invented a show called Breaking Bobby Bones where their job is to break you. What did you expect? Mm, good one. And I was like, you know what? That's a great point. Why did not not invent like hanging out with Bobby Bones? <laughs> Chilling. Well, that
3: wouldn't be as interesting.
1: <sighs> but I'm just, I'm just in bed. Physically... It, I'm, I'm hurting a it's little taking bit. Taking a toll? Yeah, I was very er- physical this week. Um, so I'm glad you made it, though. Yeah. I won't reveal too much about what I'm doing each week because I do want you to see the episodes. Because as that,
2: we've taped three episodes now, and I really feel like the show's going to be good because I look, I'm such an idiot. Um, but I'm, Hey, since they are trying to break you, is it spoiler in a little, a little bit like that you come back to work the the weekend? Well, after? I don't think it's kill Bobby okay. Bones. <laughs> right,
3: it's
2: breaking. Because because the, <laughs> then we watch it and then we're like, okay, we know he survives this. Well, so. it's not about me
1: dying. <laughs> okay. it's about me not being able to pull off these crazy things people do. And it's not just some of the stuffs aren't even that crazy. I don't even understand what commercial divers did. Do you? Mm. No. Yeah, exactly. What and did
3: so, they do? Huh? So they, oh wait for us. Yeah, okay, I won't even Google it. I'm gonna wait.
1: But um, I did that. I was in Seattle all weekend, which, by the way, is the farthest place I can possibly go. It was a long trip. Like I'm in Nashville, you can't find a spot in the continental United States is farther than Seattle. Hmm. So, um, had a great weekend. Very, very lucky that the show happened and I lived. But I was, <laughs> it was a crazy one. It was a crazy one. How was your weekend, Amy?
3: That was really good. I mean, we just hung out as a family, of the kids, like our. Our mo now is hiking and movies, but we did we are we do play basketball now. We're a basketball family. Our you goal, set your goal up. It's officially up, and we've got bat like new basketballs that have air. We had a few that we realized had no air, so we we're like, well, this is no fun. Did
1: you have to go through the HOA? Because when I was at your house, your husband was like, "We got to put up a basketball goal, but we have to ask the HOA to put something
3: up." I think we did, and we got approved. I guess, or you
1: just did it. And then <laughs> I, listen, that's what I would do. Ask for forgiveness.
3: Yeah. No, we we. I th- we must have gotten improved because it's up. All- so yeah. far, no notices on our doorstep. So really that. I mean, we're just, you know, gamers, ballers now.
5: Mm-hmm. Ballers. Mm-hmm.
3: Wait for it. Mm-hmm. We play horse and... Nice. Whatever else. What, what, what else? some other game? I can't think of the name. Big.
1: Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie, you took your kids out on the lake. Uh,
2: I did. So yeah, my in-laws are in town. So we rented one of those double decker boats, which are awesome, by the way. Explain s- a double decker boat. It's a pontoon, you know, so it's got floats on two big metal tubes or whatever. And it's a flat platform and then it has a two stories. And on the top you can either jump off, you know, like kind of like cliff diving a little bit off like I would say it's probably about two story, like uh, a w a two-story building balcony. That's how far the jump would be. So all the kids are like, all oh, right, we're jumping off the top or whatever. But my seven-year-old, junior, junior, he's the only one not doing it. So all the kids are like, come on, it's fun. And isn't he the adventurous one? Yes, he he is the daring one. And he's just looking, and he's like, I, I, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. So we're all kind of, come on, come on, do it. And I said, look, if I jump, will you do it? He's like, okay, if you jump, I'll do it. I jump, he still won't do it. So I get up there, just pushed him off. <gasps>
3: Oh. Eddie
2: <laughs> he was so mad he was so mad at me he was crying when he came back up and he's like I hate this that was terrible <laughs> I hate this boat I hate this lake and and I, I gave him about 10 minutes to kind of stop yelling I said alright time to get back on the boat he's like no leave me here I'm just gonna float away <laughs> But eventually, <laughs> 10 minutes later, he was like, he was over it. I don't know
3: about that. I don't know about that. But you know what? how in life people have big T's and little T's for trauma? Like you have. I never heard
2: it referred to as that.
3: Okay. Yeah. Well, I've my heard th- of this. My therapist likes to call it like little T's and big T's. Go so ahead. big T would be losing my mother, dying. Big T. Little T is that, Eddie. <laughs> you just like. But we need little T's. We, I agree. Um, I agree. We need little T's, but this is going to be something that be quite traumatic for a child that. Cool. Uh, Eddie
2: I know well you know what like the rest of the day I was like are you still mad at me for pushing you off the boat and after at night before he went to bed he's like "No, nah, I'm not mad at okay.
1: okay you guys call well, mm-hmm. this is a great thing for people to hit us up with on their voicemail line <laughs> oh great bad parent good parent yeah cause he wouldn't do it he said he would also he lied he said he if you did, did it he did it. Lie. Yeah. thank you okay. bones
3: alright Eddie I'm not calling you a bad parent i good parent just or bad
1: parent for Eddie throwing a seven-year-old kid off the boat. He had a life jacket
2: on. <laughs> life jacket on. He floated.
1: Our number is 877-77-BOBBY. Good parent, bad parent. It was fun, though. 877-77-BOBBY. Watchbox, how was your weekend? Oh, uh, weekend was great.
4: I mean, did yard work, and we went on some walks, played in the pool. The weather was great. I mean, we didn't really. Do, you can't really do much with a two-year-old. They can't do anything. <laughs> I mean, they really can't. You can him <laughs> off a boat.
2: You could, yeah. yeah. No, he's
6: seven. Come yeah, on. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I was listening to Kip Moore talk about the worst job he ever had, and I want to play you this clip.
7: I'd have to say my worst job ever was laying sod in the South Georgia heat. Nothing worse than that, especially when when somebody would think that you're waiting for the next sod patch to be thrown to you, and you got your back turned, and all of a sudden that big old piece of sod hits you right on the back. You got nowhere to clean up. You're just stuck with dirt on your back for the rest of the day.
1: I laid sod briefly at the golf course, which is going to be mine as we do this. Worst job you ever had. Mine was doing maintenance on a golf course. Had to wake up like I do here, you know, butt crack before dawn. But I hated it. At least here, I love this job. So I wake up early. I drive into the Hot Springs Village. First thing you do is you, you get the mowers and you mow greens. You rake traps first, and then you mow greens. And then I just for five hours would go out and weed eat and shovel and lay sod. It was awful. Mm. That being said, I, got to, I bought a bunch of good school clothes. I bought a bass amp.
0: Nice Yeah
1: It was a terrible job (laughs) But I learned a lot from it And I'm glad I had it But just a terrible job You?
3: Mine physically wasn't demanding And this job is necessary Nothing against it But when I had to work The front desk at Gold's Gym Because I had just finished college And I was 22 What are you? 22, 23 And the other front desk workers Were 16 You know. So it just, and my friends would come in to work out some that from high school that I hadn't seen in years. And they're like, Oh, you're back from college. What's up? I'm like, uh, could you, don't forget your talent. <laughs> don't forget to scan your thing and, and get a towel and wipe down your equipment. Like I just didn't, it wasn't, it was hard for me, but overall loved who I worked with and it was super fun. And then I, it was someone that came in the gym that day, a friend from high school that was like, you should apply for this sales job where I'm working. It's amazing. And I did. And that's when I was selling granite. And then I met you.
1: The gym wasn't your vibe?
3: It wasn't my vibe. No, not at all. So, I mean, but it was, a, it was a good experience for me. And I worked the early morning, so I would have sometimes had to be there at 5 a.m.
1: Uh, washing dishes was like that for me, too, when I had to do that at the restaurant. I hated it. Glad I did it, because then I understand what it's like to have to wash dishes. And, yeah. and I did the move up, to Washing dishes. But at still, washing dishes, I was inside, and I to go in at 4. Because hmm. dinner started at 6, the restaurant. Yeah. 5.30 or 6.00. So, uh, Eddie, what's your worst job ever?
2: I mean, the jobs that I had were pretty good, but the worst one I ever had was when I worked for my dad when I was 15. He had a business where he would take down utility things like lights and light poles or whatever, and he would buy them from companies and remake remake them so he can sell them into Mexico. He would send me to the warehouse, and I had to fix those things and work with a bunch of gangbangers that he hired. (laughs) And these guys were scary, and sometimes they'd fight, and I'd be like, oh, my gosh, I'd hide in the corner. It was a bad memory, man. Bad memory working with those guys. He'd hire gang members? Yeah, they were just kind of the guys that were like needed a second chance. But I don't think they were doing a second chance. They were still in the gangs.
1: <laughs> Lunchbox, worst job? I would
4: say my worst job was when I worked at Costco, just because I was already on the radio at that time. So people would recognize me from the radio and then they'd be like, hey, you're working at Costco? i like, yeah, dude, I make minimum wage over at the radio station. Like I gotta pay the bills. So it was kind of embarrassing because you're a celebrity in town. <laughs> But at the same time, you're you're putting their groceries in their car, and it was just like, man, this
3: is really awkward. Please, he uses the word celebrity so loosely. You no, know? no,
4: no, it's not loose. Amy, when they're recognized, you're like, hey, aren't you the guy from the Buy a Yeah, I am. Like, Where do you want the, the bridge? Which one's your car? Uh, oh, you're, you want to put the eggs up front so I don't smash them? I mean, you want to talk about a
1: blow to the ego. That's oh. funny. I remember that. Morgan, you're the last one. What's your worst job?
0: Uh, Probably when I was an expo at Buffalo Wild Wings. I would deliver food and I would pick up after people. And people who ate, like, messy bone-in wings, like, it was just not a glorious job. And I was trying to be a server, so it was, like, that in-between, and I was doing it for, like, a year and a half. But I ended up becoming a server, so it worked out.
1: Raymundo, what's your question? Yeah, so Carly Pierce on Instagram deleted all of her pictures of her and Michael Ray from engagement, wedding, there was some People magazine photos that were up there. They're all gone. So I was curious, would you delete pictures from Instagram of a a marriage that went wrong? I didn't live through that situation, so it's hard for me to talk about that specifically. But I know I haven't deleted anything, even from past exes. Mostly because I don't go back and look at it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not going to hate on her for it. But I didn't know she deleted all that, huh? Yeah, she cleaned it out. There are pictures from their honeymoon, but it's just her in them. So she saved those. He still has everything up. He does. Hasn't taken one. I mean, there there's hundreds of things on his, but nothing. Hers is scotch clean.
2: I wonder if he's like, I'm sorry, I'm going to leave him my <laughs> <laughs> Ray was really interested in that uh, relationship.
1: Yeah, that was kind of your celebrity couple you are following, huh? Because I found that thing at the Opry where it was awkward, where they had already broken up, but they had to perform together. So that kind of got me into it. Then I did a tweet. It gained some traction. She liked it, and the rest is history. Ray is so weird on Instagram because I had to block him for a while. Now Eddie's had to do the same thing. What? Well, I'm
2: doing a restrict. There's an option there to restrict cuz every time I post something he does a comment that's trolling basically that's what I'm doing. That's what he doing. was doing to me. Yes. And, this, and, funny. and he gets hundreds and hundreds of likes from it I'm like you're taking away from my post. <laughs> so <laughs> and it is my page so I restricted him where only I can see it. And no one else can see the comment, but he hasn't posted, he hasn't commented in three of my posts. I'm wondering if he knows about
1: it. Did you know you're restricted? I do now, but I will continue to comment. I hope you enjoy those comments. Right. <laughs> Thanks, Ray.
3: I look forward to a Ray comment. Yeah,
1: sometimes I'll be scrolling like on e news and I'll just see Ray trolling e news or trolling Sports Center. <laughs> just so you just sit on you comment on everything. It's tough on those because uh, Sports Center—it's a lot of guys, a lot of sports. Ugh. So I'm trying to get humorous with them. I'm telling you, it's different. But yeah, I keep trying with those. Maybe some pop culture sites. Maybe someday they, they get some more likes on those.
0: Bobby the latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Kelsey Ballerini's stripped album Ballerini is coming this Friday, and she shared a clip of the new version of her song, Homecoming Queen. But what if I told you the world would live if you started showing Underwood and Brad Paisley reunited on the stage this weekend at an empty Grand old Opry for The Opry Show. You can watch the full live stream at bobbybones.com. Here's a clip of them covering Whiskey Lullaby.
6: With a note that said I'll love her till I die And when we buried him beneath the willow The angels sang a oh, whiskey lullaby La la
0: Kane Brown and his wife Caitlin will be on Netflix's new show Get Organized with the Home Edit You can watch them get their pantry organized And the episode drops tomorrow I'm Morgan number 2, That's Your Skinny Come on.
1: It's time for the good news With
0: producer Eddie
5: something good
2: So Brian Schwartz, he got laid off from his job this summer, and he was a former VP of digital advertising for a big firm, but he lost his job. So he's like, what do I do with all this spare time? He started mowing lawns for the elderly and veterans. He started a website called IWantToMowYourLawn.com. That wasn't already taken?
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's genius. I
2: mean, That's, every domain supposedly gone, and that one was sitting there, huh? You got it. Wow. And so he says life's been hard. You know, he's got a newborn. A lot of bills are piling up, but he still has a lot of time in his hands, so he wants to do this to help out. I like that guy. Yeah. That's
1: a good story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good.
5: Bobby Bone Show
0: Bonehead Story of the Day
4: This story comes to us from Pennsylvania A 22 year old man was looking for a job when he saw the pizza place said Now hiring He went inside said hey man can I get an application Filled it out Handed it to the worker then pulled out a knife And stole the tip jar Only problem is he had filled out the application so they had his name I knew that was
1: coming I knew that was coming yeah.
4: And he left his backpack with his ID in it. I mean,
3: could he be any worse at this? <laughs> I'm
4: Lunchbox. That's your Bonehead Story of the Day.
1: On the Bobby Bones Show now. Clay Walker. What's up, Clay? Hey, brother. so good to be here. It is good. It's good. I'm glad to have you here. You know, I know we had talked about once it kind of opened up with COVID a little bit. You come up and I guess it has because you're here. Nobody touched you when you walked in though, right?
7: No one touched me. Yeah. And I brought my mask. It's camo. I you got know, I got the, got the camera yeah, right here.
1: Well, I saw a body walking without a face, and I was like... <laughs> Where is it? Get an Amy camo." No, I... I'm you. quick. I'm
3: with you.
1: Um, Clay Walker's here, which before we uh, kind of talk about some of the, the stuff from back in the day, I'm, I'm curious about you being on Toby Keith's label, because I saw that that you're now signed to Show Dog Records, right? That's right. So, so how did that come about?
7: Well, Toby and I started out about the same time. I think he came out this little bit before i did but we did shows together early on in our careers and uh, always liked each other you know and uh tk uh Kimbrell, his manager is a you know is one of the the great managers of our of our uh, industry and it just all gelled you know we did a few shows with toby and and tk and i talked and toby and i talked and said hey why don't we why don't we put out put out a record and so i started writing with all the really great new writers in town and some of the guys have been here a while too and came up with some songs that we all felt you know were viable and and could uh could compete uh, and so recorded those and it just just worked out great
1: by the way here's a clip of clay's new song and we're gonna have a play in a little bit but this is called need a bar sometimes you play that for us later
7: oh yeah absolutely
1: well you know if you come we talked about this before
7: i was just gonna like throw stuff at you and i think this is the best way you know we we haven't talked about it at all i mean this is seriously spitballing or shooting from the hip as you say but uh you're known as a gunslinger anyway so well and we're all big fans in the room (laughs) so
1: it's always awesome for us to be able to you know to ask about things that that we wondered about as kids and so if we go back to 1993 your first number one what's it to you Like why was that put out as the first single? Like what what were you thinking?
7: Well, it was going to be dreaming with my eyes open, and we we did back then what's called radio showcases. You know, where different radio stations from around the country would come into one single place, like Dallas, or you know, and and we they listened to all the all the songs in the new record, played them all, and and when we would do what's it to you, we were seeing you know the industry people, the, the the gatekeepers stand up. And cheer and we are like hey maybe it should be what's it to you and of course the rest is history
1: you're telling me that you would play that song from a tape or a cd and people would stand up and cheer we've lost all all emotion <laughs> these days no 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 now I, we listen to go no no i play it live it. oh you did. Uh, <laughs> oh do i was tape. gonna yeah. say you got a standing ovation from a cd <laughs> or a tape
2: that's crazy <laughs> That's amazing
7: no i would have
1: put it out as a single too not everybody can be bobby Bones, honey you'll <laughs> never you'll never believe this i play was it to you on tape the whole room stood up <laughs> All right, right, well, (laughs) uh, 1993, this is your first ever number one. Would you give us a little bit of what's it to you? Sure. Let's see if we stand up and cheer when it's over. (laughs) Oh,
5: man. (laughs) No pressure. Uh,
7: uh, uh, Yeah, no pressure.
6: What's that? I hear angels singing, telling me to make my move. Listen to it, their voices ringing, baby If you feel it, get in the groove Love is a rhythm of two hearts beating Pounding out a message, steady and true Talk to me, baby, tell me what you're feeling I know what love is, what's it to you? I love that. My yeah. like, headphones are on. I
7: can't stand up. <laughs> when you know Bobby would start me out on the highest <laughs> song first, right? <laughs> <laughs> but now you are getting loose.
3: Play face is bright red. No. From, from having, like having to go so high. But yeah. does it, do, are there, that's to me, there were some notes that were different than how I remember hearing it. But do you change it up because, you know, just for your, just give it a little something different since you're, no, it
7: so you, long? you just pointed out. Um, the obvious, you know, that my toenails did not match my fingernail polish because – I actually never play that song. I just sing it. You know, I held a microphone, so I just noticed I played a couple of wrong chords, and I'm like, uh, I, I don't notice. No one notice. Oh, nobody yeah, yeah. Dang, Amy!
5: Oh, I did, Amy! I didn't please. Do. I, I, I thought no, I'm really it was,
7: bright red. Oh no,
3: I thought it was an artistic Dang. thing where you change it up. Because for me, I was I was singing along, and not out loud, but I was doing. Let a, us no, try it
7: one more time. You want you, you to do it one more time so we can do it. Do it. I love it. No, no, it. I need was, to do it again. No, it was, Good.
3: Uh,
1: uh, no. No,
3: he, I, was, uh, I didn't right. say it was bad. I said it's different.
7: You said his The good news is we liberty. have a whole show to make yeah, up for it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right, Clay Walker's here. Um, let's go. Uh, I'm interested in If I Can Make a Living because Alan Jackson wrote that song, right? Yeah. And so how do you get an Alan Jackson song and why didn't Alan Jackson record it? Because it's such a jam.
7: Well, here's the thing, too. And, and we get, as songwriters... You never really know, you know, if every song you write is going to be a hit. You know, and they're not all hits, but uh, you demo them. In other words, you, you write a song and then you have something to record it with, and you have it there so you can remember it. And he wrote this song with another, with a couple of other writers. Uh, one of them being Keith Stegall, who was his producer at the time, he still is. And uh, so whatever Alan decided, hey, these are my best songs. I'm not going to put these other ones on my CD or on my album, those get pitched out to other artists. And so I heard the song and it's Alan's voice on it. And my producer at the time, James Stroud, played it for me. And he goes, I don't know. I said, James, that's a smash. That's a, a mega smash. you know." And, and I'm a writer and I write a lot of, of my own songs. And that song resonated with me. And I said, not only is it a smash, I want it as a first single and the album title. And so... Alan Jackson played in my hometown of of Beaumont uh, on the show, and he actually knows I'm from there. I guess, and he played. If I can make a living, the place went crazy. You know, I had friends that were at the concert, and they said, "You're not know, gonna believe this." You know, how can he do that? I go, "Well, he he wrote it. Mm. He can do it." <laughs> no, mm-hmm. I bet too. If you was get a, a song, actually.
1: Um, because it it, it's, it happened a bit with Stapleton for a bunch of years here. Not so much now, but he would was known as a songwriter in town. But his voice yeah. would be on the track on the on the demo, yeah. and it makes it sound even better when Stapleton's singing it. I oh. wonder if when Alan Jackson was singing the demo, if a little bit that it was Alan
7: Jackson singing it, you're like, "Dang, this is cool." No, I was like, I certainly can't sing it better than him. <laughs> but hopefully, no one ever hears Alan sing it. You know, that's uh, that's that's what I went with. And if Amy would have heard him, she probably would have said it was better. Yeah, she did. <laughs> <you know, we,
3: laughs> Uh,
7: from,
1: all right. That's a joke, Amy. Amy, uh, he, I know. he's going to do this one. Hey, listen. I know. I was going to. Whatever <laughs> happens.
3: Just say nothing. Just, we're just having a good time. I, we are you know? having a good time. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I just thought that he was mixing it up because he got tired of playing it the old way.
1: Okay. Um, if I Can Make a Living from 1994,
6: Clay Walker's here. He Give us a little bit of that one. Oh, yeah. If I can make a living out of loving you. I'd be a millionaire in a week or two I'd be doing what I love and loving and what I do If I could make a living out of loving you Early every morning when the sun comes up I'm punching that clock on the wall and Breaking my back just to make a buck and Wishing I was in your arms If I could make a living out of loving you I'd be a millionaire in a week or two. I'd be doing what I love and loving and what I do. I can make a living out of loving you. Nice. Yeah. That was awesome. Loved hey, it. You that's
7: have- three chords in the truth, Bobby. It's a little bit easier than what's it to you, you know? <laughs> you have six kids, huh? Is yeah. that true? Yeah. You got to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking there, there's one on the way, too. Yeah, right?
1: but you're about to have seven in January, yeah. right? But you have six kids. Yeah. How? What kind hmm. of minivan was that? <laughs>
7: Well, you know, when I look out in my pasture, you know, some of the male horses are geldings. And, you know, and you look out in the cow pasture and you just have one bull. You know, I'm a breeder. (laughs) (laughs) It's just that simple. Holy crap, man. So you
1: have your seventh kid coming. How do you feel about a new baby?
7: I feel great about it. You know, the uh, kids are the greatest thing on earth. You know, and being a mom, too, you know, I've been able to watch my wife, Jessica, be like the greatest mom. It's the most unselfish. Uh yeah, I mean I think women have the toughest jobs and they um they do it with grace, you know, especially people like her. I I'm blown away, you know, she she gives life, she defends life and she makes these great babies. Our kids are, you know, pretty much perfect uh citizens.
1: (laughs) Eddie
7: how you feel about that citizens? No, no, they're not. (laughs) (laughs) They're quite the opposite.
3: Thank you. (laughs) Can we send ours to live
2: with you? <laughs> All right, Clay Walker
1: is here. Let's do one more before we take a break. Let's do let's go 1994, This Woman and This Man. Ooh, kind yeah, of our yes. first ballad y song that we're gonna do here. Yeah. Like Clay Walker getting a little lovey dovey. How do you feel about putting out a song like this?
7: Exactly the way you just described it, you know. The these big ballads have always been uh, where my heart is. You know, I mean, I, I love country music, period, but man, you get to sing a song like this <clears> one. <throat> been
6: trying so hard just to talk to you, haven't heard half of what you want me to. I've heard so bad over where we've been. Don't know how not to go back there again I know what I want to say Can I get it through to you now In some other way Like there was this woman And there was this man It was this moment they had a chance To hold on to what they had How could they be so in love And still never see Now nothing could be sadder than This woman, this woman, and this man
1: Come on! That is awesome, (laughs) man!
7: On. I'm gonna
1: stand up on that one. That might be my favorite. That might that might be my favorite. Oh,
7: it is mine. Is it? It's, oh, it's, it's my. I love doing that song every night. You know, it's it's got a soulfulness to it. Where does that go on the set list? It goes uh, near the end. But I've been the last few shows that we did, which has been a minute. Um, we've ended the night with that song. Man, and I that, mean, my my. Agent Nick Minima said, Now, I think that would just blow people's mind if you just do this one last. I'm like, We always end on an up tempo. No, we started ending with that song right there, and it was like. Everybody's walking out crying. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, baby.
1: All right, well, we're going to take a break. Clay Walker's here. We're going to two things we're going to do when we come back. I'm probably going to request Hypnotize the Moon, just as a heads up. I'm um, going to have you play your new song, too, because it's really good. Not that I'm surprised, but a little bit I'm surprised. I'm surprised when anybody brings good stuff in cuz it's so hard to make good music now cuz you feel like everything's already been done. But it's it's really cool.
7: The new songs really cool too. What's okay. like you having to come in, you know, and and beat the last show that you did, you know that you feel like was great. You got to you 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 got to plan for it, right? And see if you can do it.
1: Well, my friend, we're now at the second segment. Where we're we're going to do a couple of things. We're going to play a couple more requests from me. I'm very selfish when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to people that I love listening to. Like, it, it's just me, me, me. This is the only time I really get to be selfish at this job. So we're gonna do that. I'm gonna have you play the new song, but I also have some questions because I've been watching Yellowstone a little bit. Oh. I guess I'm caught up on Yellowstone. Yeah, you're done. Are you, have you watched it at all?
7: All except this season. Okay. I'm excited. I'm gonna I binge watch it. You know, I like watch it like. Me every, too. Yeah.
1: So I just finished season three. You're about to get into it, and so you know I, there were horses around a little bit, but you ride horses. And I mm. wonder, as someone who writes songs but also rides horses, if you're out on a horse and you get a song idea and you have nothing in your pocket to save the idea, <laughs> well, how do you remember a song idea when you're out riding a horse?
7: Where in the hell would you even think of something <laughs> like that? I mean,
6: that's crazy. Uh, but come on, you when, get when inspired I'm ri-
7: all the time. W- yeah, when and I'm you're ri- out in the field. When I'm riding horses, though, you know, when you got twelve or thirteen hundred pounds, you know that you're that you're riding on top of. I mean you're kind of thinking about um, keeping it all together. <laughs> you know? So the the song idea, I guess if you came up with the song, you'd just have to, have to hum it to me. If you can remember a song idea, then it's worthy of writing. But if you forget it, somebody else would forget it that easy as well.
1: Dang, I've forgotten all my good ideas.
5: Mm. <laughs> I had a bunch of great ones. I forgot them <laughs> all. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Tell me if this is true. You used to work at Super a Motel, and... You're doing music, but you decided to, after your shift, go to a local radio station and drop off a tape. That happened?
7: That's true, yes.
1: Okay, So wh- and what was on that tape?
7: A song that I'd written, um, <clears throat> and the DJ, uh, you want know the whole story or just Yeah, on. no, give me the story. So I, I was working the graveyard shift, and uh, it, it was slow, and so the, the radio station was probably three miles from the Super 8. And so I got in the car and drove down there, and I knocked on the door. And nobody answered. And so I went around the other side of the building. I knocked on the window. And then I guess I climbed up on the side of the wall and there was like a little bitty tiny window. It was KD ninety seven, K A Y D. And I started banging on this one window, and that was the actual to the where the guy was, you know, DJing. His name was Gary Hayes. And uh I guess he finally heard me and he came around to the door and it's like two in the morning, three in the morning. He does the door open real fast, you know, and he goes, What? And I'm like Terrified, you know, this big old guy, you big big guy, and he goes, "Uh, uh, "What do you want?" And I'm standing there, this little reel-to-reel. Back then, it was you made this, and it was you know, on 16 inches per second kind of thing. Only a true radio guy would know what I'm talking about. Uh, And he says, "What is this?" I said, "It's my song." And he goes, "Oh my gosh!" He goes, "Come on in." So I went in, and he takes me over to the studio, and he 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 cues it up. And he plays it and he record, records it to this thing that looks like an eight track called CART. And this is the way the radio stations used to be run. You know, and so he records it and he goes, Man, he goes, it's really nice. He goes, I'm surprised. He said, I he said, I can't play it. He said, We are a reporting station and I didn't even know what that meant. He said, I can't play it. He said, but uh, it is good. And he handed me my reel back and I went out. I was driving down the road and he comes back on the air and he goes, Man, ladies and gentlemen, he goes, I might get fired over this. He said, but, you know, there's the Buddy Holly story and blah, blah, blah. And he goes, here's a local kid, Clay Walker, who wrote this song, and he plays it, and it's on the radio. And, I mean, I'm poor. over. I'm like, I'm just shaking. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm literally just, just shaking. I can't even believe it because what the airwaves do to people, in general, just the listeners. You know, I've always been a radio fan, you know, like everybody else. And to hear my own self on there freaked me out. And I said, man, that's all I want for the rest of my life, you know. And so I'm on here, you know, and congrats to you. I know people suck up to you all the time because you're a big shot and all that. But I got to tell you, man, it's hard to make it in the music business. It's even harder to make it in the radio business. You have knocked it out of the park. Well, so. that's very
1: kind. Well, that's crazy. That
7: you, and you still remember his name. <clears throat> good, good, for, good for you for... And look what you're about to do for me. I'm about to be famous. I'm about to break. Up, I'm about to
1: break a new artist, Clay Walker. Everybody. <laughs> well, first time you heard of him, I got him. I got him here, everybody. <laughs> well, I have
3: a question about. What was his name? Gary. Or? Gary Hayes. Okay, Gary Hayes. So once you did make it, and you were all over the radio, did did you ever talk to him again, or was he ever like, "Oh my gosh, this kid made it"?
1: He died. Oh, Amy walks us into the best. Oh boy.
5: I'm
3: leaving. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> When, but when? I mean,
1: uh, Amy. <laughs> Amy's over two on the Clay Walker interview. <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest here. Clay's getting me. up and walking out I'm of the room. I thought yeah. Amy loved me. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, like, I, Clay's like, Clay's I really, do, I like, do. Here back
7: in
1: here. <laughs> Hypnotize <laughs> the moon. Another one, if I'm putting it into my top two or three, this is one for me that I just love. I don't know if it's because it reminds me of where I was as a, as a teenager or if it's because I just love Clay Walker ballads.
7: No, and I love I love the ballads too. I think people know when you like something a lot. I love the ballads. You know, you can't play you know fifteen slow songs in the show though. You know, unless you're Barry Manilow. You know, so you gotta you gotta have the up tempo right. stuff too. But I, I really love the ballads. So this song uh, was written by Steve Dorff, and uh, I remember getting this song thinking, "Oh my gosh, this is this is such a great song." And I didn't write it. I wish I would have had uh, a. She knew she caught my eye
6: And that was all it took Ain't it strange how forever changed With just one look The magic filled the night She touched my soul like no one else Yes, the way that woman made me feel Left me talking to myself Whoa, You better run for cover You better hide your heart Cause once you start to love her You know you'll never stop She shines like a diamond When she walks into a room she could charm the stars Hypnotize the moon
1: Nice. That's yeah. so good, man. Clay Walker, yeah. the studio. <laughs> I'm going to ask for one more. And you know, what's crazy about your career that you don't see with a lot of artists is that you know, your first hits in 93, you had She Won't Be Long Long in 2009. Like, that, that's quite the run there. I mean, to be able to have a number one in 1993 and then put out this jam in 2009, like, good for you. I mean, had you to that when whenever this song hits, had you been up or was that kind of a
7: re-grab? I think in this town, you're always regrabbing. You know, there there's there's all kind of opposition, you know, and and there's support too. You know, I think you got to have the song. The big songs are gonna make it, and they find their way somehow to the top, and you know, I think that's fair. You know. Um, I, when I say opposition, there's there's age, there's there's a new artist, there's there's all kind of competition out there. So you got to have you got to have something great. But I look at George Strait and I'm like, you know what? What does he have? Like sixty
0: number yeah, one, something yeah, yeah.
7: crazy, you know? And and uh, still sings great, looks great, still does great shows. And and so I think we all need something to look to, you know. And I think some of the younger artists that are out right now look to me in some ways, you know. And and I think. If I have another hit, I think it inspires them to know that they could do it too. But to your point, um, that song right there was was going to make it. And it didn't have a lot of support coming out of the gate. And that's how I know it's a great song. It just, it just radio said, hey, this is a song for us. When I say support, we didn't have a lot of money to support it and uh, spend money to promote it and things like that. And this song would made it because on its own merit and radio, Radio folks like you really loved it. 2009. The
1: last request from me She Won't Be Lonely Long from Clay Walker.
6: There's something about the way she's wearing her dress a little tighter. Something about the way she's staring. She's looking to start a fire Something about the way she's dancing And drinking chill patrol If she's lonely now She won't be lonely long Heaven help the fool who did her wrong It's too late, too bad She's too far gone He should have thought of that He left her all alone If she's lonely now She won't be lonely
5: There's
6: something about the way She's blushing you can tell she isn't sure It'll let you know she's up to something She's never done before Tonight she wants a whole a stranger But not the one at home If she's lonely now She won't be lonely long Heaven help the fool it's too late, too bad. She's too far gone. He should have thought of that before he left her all alone. If she's lonely now, Lord, if she's lonely now, if she's lonely now, she won't be lonely long.
1: Come on, Clay yeah. Walker. That's
6: awesome, man. That is great.
1: And what a great crowd we are! Let me just give us a. You big are super. Up. We are just an amazing group We're taking it. it in here. We're so happy right now. So here's the question I have for you. When we talked about this earlier, you have this new song called "Need a Bar Sometimes." So the the production on it, amazing. Like your producer did a great job with this song. It's also so I'm asking you, would you rather me play the full song, like people can hear it, or would you rather play it in here live? Because I'll do either one.
7: I'd rather you play the full
1: song. Let's, spend, let's because spin
5: Because I'm, I'm, I'm scared it. of
7: the scrutiny. Hey, you, know? <laughs> yeah, you have a hard
5: critic in here. So, I mean, Not for I
7: wanna, me. I mean, and thanks for saying that about the production. Jaron Boyer was one of the writers, co writers on the song, uh, uh, who did awesome. And uh, he co produced it with Michael Knox, who's. Uh, you know, Knock It Out of the Park with Jason Aldean. So we got the, the sounds right, and it matters. You know, I feel like this is a blend. This is a great, great uh, blend of stuff that I've done in the past moving forward. And uh, the song's fun, too. You know, I mean, I've been I've been drinking at home alone, you know. And uh, I miss my buddies. I miss being able to go out to a bar safely, you know, and go over to Losers and have a beer, you know, with you.
1: Yeah, because you know me. I'm a big old beer yeah, drinker. Oh, yeah.
7: <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right listen clay i'm gonna play this song let me say i'm a big fan we've all we're all big fans in this room so it's always a thrill when people that we um really treasure as, as artists and your songs remind me of a different place in my life like honestly as you play all those songs i can i know where i was at that stage of my life and i hope that's a huge compliment to you
6: oh major it's compliment. like it's
1: like dug in to to who i am listen to the kiss in 96 here in clay walker you know from all all 93 to you know 96 2009, I was a little older. But th- I love that song because it was like you coming back. What was your favorite one to sing? This Woman, This Man. Still is. Yeah. And there was this woman. <laughs> and there was this man. That one? Oh, I like the little crack. Yeah, thing. Yeah, that's what right I do. There. Yeah, I crack it. It's just a little
7: artistic thing I take. Amy doesn't like it. She hates <laughs> me for the artistic part of it. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, there's a, uh, there's a growl in that song that I didn't get to do because we only got a verse and a chorus of yeah. it. You know, but. A growl. Yeah, it's kind of like a little growly thing. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, listen, we're gonna play it now. Uh, follow Clay on Instagram, official Clay Walker
7: on Twitter at Clay Walker. Unfollow Amy. And Unfollow Amy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a jerk. I'm Amy. I, I love. Can't, I, I
3: can't look at you anymore. It's
7: never gonna be the same. It'll, it'll only be better.
3: This is my first time meeting you. Nothing this is how it is now. <laughs>
7: this is great. No, I'm, this is wonderful. Need a bar sometimes from Clay Walker.
1: Uh, what's up? You putting more out soon? You got some more stuff Oh coming? yeah, we're coming behind okay. that
7: Loaded for Bear. There there's there's some great. There's another one called uh, Catching Up with an Old Memory. Whew. That one right there you're gonna have something to say about it you're gonna, the bar song great for now I'm ready for it let's have, a, let's have a smash on that one and then come behind it with another big smash and maybe I get a second shot second bite at the apple doing a show here and maybe I'll play What's It To You perfect for Amy And nice that's what we'll, we'll do next time we'll like nail What's It To You <laughs> kumbaya <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: You know? alright here we go Need A Bar Sometimes from Clay Walker there he is Clay Walker yeah. Yeah. thanks for coming in man <laughs> if you had to guess what the most popular name for a girl is last year babies
3: oh Emma
1: Emma was here before. Okay. Yeah, Maybe Emma was plan. number one, but it has now been taken over by Olivia. Cute. Yeah, I like it. Sometimes it's like, the number one name for a boy is Stardust. and I'm like, who the <laughs> b- would name their kids Stardust? But yeah, Olivia, which is great. Emma is at two. Ava, which is at three. Sophia is at four. And Isabella, which is at five.
3: I love it's, all those it's names.
1: It's interesting, because those are all grandma names. Like, you're seeing them kind of circle back yeah. around. Like... If I had a girl, like, I, my grandmother was named Hazel, and she adopted me. It was also Caitlyn's grandmother. And so, but I would have named Hazel. But as a kid, I thought, Hazel was the old womanest name I've ever heard. But I think now it's coming back. At least in my mind, that name's coming back a little bit. You think so? I think so. Or still old woman name?
3: No, I like it. What about Bertha? <laughs> I don't Will know Bertha
1: ever there. come back? I
3: don't know that I'm there that with that, but yeah. a lot of times it takes me a minute. Even with fashion trends, I'm a year behind.
1: Okay, so boys' names, what's number one? Just <sighs> It's going to be something a little trendy.
3: Well, the Evan was the first one in my head.
1: Mm. No, it's actually Stardust. I was right. <laughs> uh, Liam is at number one. Noah is at number two. Oliver is at three. William is at four. And Elijah is five. Four of those are old man names or Bible names. Mm-hmm. You, you yeah. know? But a Bible name is an old man name. It gets no older than men in the Bible. pretty old. Yeah, that's (laughs) it. We don't get any older than that.
5: Here's
1: Amy's pile
2: of stories.
3: So a group of girls, they're going to get their chance to make a case in front of a judge as to why they should be able to play tackle football in Utah. They, of course, should
1: be able to play tackle football. Absolutely. If you can make the team, go make the team. Now, I don't think that they should be giving any special liberty you know, well, you're a girl, so we're going to make it easier for you. No, but of course they should be able to play. I know girls when I was younger that could have played. There were girls. We played yeah. Sparkman High School. There was a girl that played defensive end for them. She was really? like third string, but she got in, and every dude in our team was scared to death that she— not that they were scared of her, but they were scared that she was going to make a play on them, and then it would be on film. <laughs> So absolutely, (laughs) if a girl is strong enough and fast enough, same as a guy, let her play football.
3: What if a girl wanted to play in the NFL?
1: Great, if she's good enough. I don't care what sex you are. If she's good enough, she should be able to play.
3: So do you think that doesn't work out or that's not applying like in basketball because there are girl basketball teams and boy basketball teams? There's no real like girl school football teams.
1: Yes, in a way. I would say that though, that if there was a woman who was a good enough basketball player, she would play in the NBA.
3: Yeah. Okay.
1: But yeah, mostly men get a lot stronger, just generally speaking, we're bigger. Um, and we kind of outsize most women, mm-hmm. but not all.
3: No, I agree. No. I hear what you're saying. I'm just genuinely curious. Because, yeah. I mean, with football and these girls having to put their case out Let there, there's go. no girls' football team at schools. I yeah. So they should they but, should have somewhere to absolutely. play if they want to play.
1: I advocate for, for women having a shot to do anything that guys do.
3: Yeah. Okay, cool. You want to pee standing up? Have at it. Maybe tough for you. <laughs> no, they've invented uh, I know, I know. stuff for I that. Alright, what else you got? <laughs> so Dolly Parton says that she has never been in a fight with her husband, Carl Dean. Like, not ever. 54 years of marriage and they have not fought. Here's her talking about it.
0: My husband and I have never fought. We've never bickered back and forth because I never wanted us to say bad things that we would have to remember. But we'll just kind of walk off or go do something else and, you know, kind of let that die down. You don't have to work at anything. Marriage is a,
3: is
7: a business too.
3: Yeah. She said that she treats her marriage like a business partnership and she that's how she handles business. So that's how she handles her marriage. And I was like, oh, dang, I've only been married 14 years and I've had lots of fights.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else you got?
3: Shoot. Uh, so there's a guy who gets paid to go to people's funerals and settle scores or take care of things or tell secrets after the loved one or the person has passed on. So it's like... Hey, go take after I die. You can go ahead and tell some people this. Or he says people also hire him to get rid of things like money, drugs, or guns that they don't want their family or friends to find. Hey, once if I die, you got to take care of this for me because I don't want people to find it. He's basically a fix-it guy. Yeah. Yes.
1: <laughs> and you pay him as you're dying,
5: mm-hmm.
1: like ten thousand dollars, right? Yep. And then he goes and takes care of whatever crap you need. Huh. The thing is, here's here's why this job could be perfect. <laughs> You could
3: be paid, he dies, he doesn't exactly. know if he didn't do it.
2: Exactly.
3: You
1: can have
2: 10000 bucks a pop, nobody ever knows you didn't do it. You don't even have to go to the funeral. You just chill.
3: Because <laughs> the person's dead, exactly right. And if it sounds like it's something out of a movie, well, it's going to be, because the guy, his name is Bill, he just signed a deal to have his life develop into a film slash or TV show. They don't know what they're going to do with it yet, but...
1: That's interesting. I saw that news story this weekend I thought, dang, what a job. Not just what a job to be able to do it, but to think about that create that that little lane for you to... Yeah. And then be able to pull it off with folks. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you advertise?
3: He's a private investigator by trade. Like, that's what he has been doing. And I think, yeah, he probably just saw the, a business opportunity and then jumped at it. And you're right. Who knows if he's actually doing anything
5: <laughs> with it? All right.
3: All right. I'm Amy. That's my pile.
1: That was Amy's pile of stories. Come on. It's time for the good news.
5: With Lunchbox. Tell me something good.
4: Over the weekend, a child in Alaska needed to be medevac to Anchorage, Alaska. They were in a small village, so Anchorage Hospital sends a plane. Only problem is the runway in this village didn't have any lights that were working on the runway. So they're like, what are we going to do? Some neighbor found out. It's middle of the night, called everyone in the village. They drove their cars to the little landing mm-hmm. strip and lit it up with their car headlights. Stop. Is a really crazy picture, too.
3: That's I have goosebumps. I haven't even seen the picture. Yeah, Yeah. and the
4: plane lands, gets the kid on board, and then takes off all in the middle of the night because everyone in the village came out with their cars. Isn't that wild? That's awesome. There you Uh, go.
1: That's what it's all about. (laughs) That was Tell Me Something Good. Good for old Thomas Rhett. That song, Be a Light, went number one this last week, and I know that was important to him because him and his songwriter friends who wrote that song, they donated all the money to folks in the music industry, like bands, like bass players, guitar players, tech guys. They're not making any money touring. And that their entire livelihood was taken from them, the ability to make money. And so they wrote that song, donated all the money, and then it went number one. Amazing. And what a good appearance on Friday's show, huh? So good. Meh. TR's in number one. At number two, Luke Combs, "Loving On You. I'm in this song only took 11 weeks to get to number two, <laughs> which is... So fast on a music chart. Yeah,
3: I don't even know it well enough yet, and it's already there.
1: Just probably moving a little too fast, meaning it's going to be gone before we really, really know it. Like, we should spend a little, we should, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) savor it. Savor it, yeah. You know, invest a little into it. Uh, Number three is Lee Bryce, One of Them Girls. girls, Number one hip-hop song is Lil Baby, The Bigger Picture.
6: And it's not,
1: getting better. You gotta know not the baby. How to no, low baby. It's, it's does cousin. cousin.
5: Okay.
1: <laughs> uh, and then finally, that's not true, by the way. <laughs> that's not true. And then finally, uh, the number one dance song, Joel Corey featuring MNK. Here's Head and Heart. My
5: heart is certain, it's more than a crush. Cause I'm frozen in motion, and my head tells me to stop. But my heart goes so Okay. I like that. Let's go. go. That's
1: uh, a big list of number one songs this week. Let's go over to Amy now with the Morning Corny.
3: (laughs) The Morning Corny. Why don't ants get sick?
1: Why don't ants get sick?
3: Because they have little antibodies.
1: Okay. That's (laughs) pretty good.
5: (laughs) That
1: was the Morning Corny. Here's a call from Brian in Fresno, California.
0: Me and my cousin got into a dispute about cream. When you eat peanut butter, it feels creamy in your mouth. And he says, no, when you eat peanut butter, it tastes peanut buttery and creamy at the end. So I just wanted to get your opinion. I wanted to know, do you think cream is a flavor or do you think it's a texture? I say it's a texture. I just want to get down to the bottom of this and solve it.
2: Well, we are the show to call about <laughs> stupid topics. <laughs> they were drinking for sure when
5: they
1: yeah, were. We are right the show. The if, if you want us to invest some time talking about something completely dumb, this is where you come.
3: It's unanimous, right?
1: No, it's both. Because cream is actually a flavor. Like no. you can get. No, no, no. You can get a cream flavor.
3: Okay. Like orange soda cream?
1: Just, But you go, you can get cream. But, but it's also a texture. I think it's
2: both.
3: Okay. I thought it was just texture.
1: There, you can get cr- a
2: cream flavor. Sure. Like snow cone stands. I've seen that with cream on it. But that's it's literally just sugar, the cream.
1: It's just sugar, Now I'm being dingy. <laughs> I, I'm going to save both. I think it's a cream
2: flavor <laughs> and... What about creamy? Creamy's
3: creamy is the texture. Creamy
2: is the texture. Okay, there we oh,
3: go. Oh, well, maybe that solves it. It doesn't, though. Because <laughs> <laughs> buttercream.
1: So, Amy, have not done a prank call in how many years?
3: Mm, I mean, it's been a long time. I feel like the last time I did anything, like, pranky was when I wore a mic to the mall and would go into shops and Lunchbox would tell me what to say and I would go in and like say something funny. I can't remember we did at a maternity store once, I think, but I wasn't pregnant, but I wanted to buy maternity jeans. I don't know. I think this was the last time I did it, and that was maybe 2011. And that
1: wasn't even a call.
3: And that was an in-person prank. Well,
1: we sit around and think of a lot of these prank calls and... Uh, Daniel, who d- comes up with a lot of the uh, concepts for prank calls on this show, for, used to be from the Ty and Daniel show, was like, why don't we get Amy to do one? And so whenever this came to you, were you like, oh boy.
3: Well, I just thought, I feel a little rusty, so I'm glad I got one under the belt, and if I could do more, maybe I'll get better, but it's probably not that good.
1: All right, here we go. This is, Eddie, have you heard this? No. This is Amy calling a grocery store, asking for some help with her milk bone cookies, saying that her kids can't chew them. She tried soaking them in milk and it's still not working. You get it <laughs> for dogs? <laughs> yes. All right, let's see how it goes.
5: Good afternoon. Thanks for
1: calling
3: me. I, help you? I, I have a question about the milk bone cookies that you sell.
2: The milk bone cookies, like for dogs?
3: Well, no, I, I've been feeding them to my kids and they're really hard. <laughs>
2: Milk bone?
5: Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. And I was soaking them in milk to make them soft, but they're still hard and my kids can't chew them.
5: Milk bone cookies.
3: Yeah, I bought them from your store and my kids can't chew them. I don't know if I'm doing it wrong. Like, sh- I'm soaking them in whole milk right now, but I could do almond milk, I guess.
0: Yeah. So, and, and you're telling me that the name of them is
2: called milk bone.
3: Milk bone, yes.
2: Uh, ma'am, the only thing, <laughs> but the only thing I know milk bone is is for dog biscuits.
3: Dog biscuits?
2: Yes, ma'am. Is it a red box? But
3: well, yeah, it's a red box. All right. But yeah. you can't, I can't feed them to my kids. All
2: right, ma'am. I'm gonna go. Okay. You have a wonderful day. <laughs> oh, hold right. on. That's not bad. Hey, hey, it's pretty you good. How how you did pretty
0: good.
1: No,
3: I laughed like. You twice. did laugh. <laughs> that she
1: did get herself I laughing could... at one point. <laughs>
3: I know, and that's like when you're pranking, you got to hold it together.
1: So then, lunchbox jumps on and calls the guy back as her husband. Oh there you go. <laughs> good afternoon.
4: Thanks for calling. Can I help you? Uh, yeah, man. My wife just called about the Milk Bone Cookies, and she said you hung up on her.
5: No, I didn't hang up with her. Oh, well,
4: I guess so, she got confused. So, she, yeah. yeah, she just chipped her tooth on one of the Milk Bone Cookies, and she's like, I, I bought cookies, and they're put them I in said, the cookie
2: jar. Just and, go ahead and bring them back with me, and we'll talk in person, which we'll take care of the best way we can.
4: Uh, do we bring the tooth in also? Sure, why not? <laughs> I mean, do you have a dentist? Do you guys have a company dentist that you're going to send us to? How do we get this fixed? Sure, just come on in. We'll talk to you then.
1: He's onto your game, I feel. Yeah. I feel like he's on to you. Yeah.
2: And now did you have Morgan number two call as the daughter? It's a- <laughs> the whole family calls this
1: guy and it's with It's all them. of us. The mailman, Ray, calls. It's <laughs> hey, not the mailman, and it's true. I just walked by. <laughs> I watched two movies over the weekend. I watched 1917. That's the oh, name of that movie? Yep. That's good, huh? It's pretty good. Yeah? I was watching on an airplane, though.
3: What is it about?
1: It's about these... Two guys, they're told, hey, you need to cross enemy lines and get over to our other people. And you need to make sure that they know not to go forward with the mission. Because if they do, they're going to die. There's an ambush waiting on them. And so it's the story of these two guys in one night because the camera never breaks. I think it does a couple times, but but it's one scene.
3: I heard about that filming Mm
1: -hmm. of this. And so they have to get to the other end and... Things happen. One of them's the, a brother of somebody on the other side. Yeah. Anyway,
3: did it happen in 1917?
1: I believe so. That was the war. Okay, so I watch it. It's, I would give it three out of five. It's pretty good, solid. But again, airplane—you just hear it. It just, it just hits different on an airplane. <laughs> it's loud up there. <laughs> yeah, it had headphones, a small screen. You liked it though? I did, what man. What would you I have f- given 1917? I would
2: give it three and a half. Maybe. I mean, yeah, three and a half because I enjoyed it. Interesting. Good, great storyline. I think your husband would like it.
3: Okay, I'll write it down. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you give it? And it
1: won like Best Picture or something last year. Yeah, or think. one of those big awards. Um, I gave it three out of five. Okay. Um, I also watched Bill and Ted, the new
2: one. Oh come on.
1: Uh, Caitlin watched it too. We watched it at the same time. And if you love the original, you'll really like this one. Okay. If you didn't, you probably won't, because I think Caitlin was like, I don't even know what's happening here. <laughs> but I would give that just because I loved it as a kid. Four out of five. Wow. If I didn't love it, probably three as a kid. Yeah. It's tough to watch if you don't understand. Instead of going to re grab historical figures for a, a, a presentation, uh-huh. which is the first one. They go back in time, and they're grabbing historical music. Play, like Hendrix, Eddie, you would like it. Jimi <laughs> sounds, Hendrix. Sounds yeah. like I'd love Louis it. Louis Armstrong to make a band. <laughs> there we Mozart. go. Yeah, pretty cool. Mozart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you've...
3: You, yeah, we, I watched it with the kids this weekend, and they loved it. What'd you think? We Well, we, having just watched the first one the last weekend, and then this one kind of back-to-back, we loved it. I I thought it was great. So, <laughs> and I, my kids probably give it five stars. Hey, Mike D., did you ever watch the $30...
1: Disney Plus Mulan. Yeah, I watched it over the weekend. Oh. How was, was it? Good? It was good, not great. I don't think it's worth 30 bucks. Oh my kids. So if want you to wait them. till December you watch it free on Disney Plus. Yeah, I'd say wait for December. And Ray said he watched the Rascal, not a movie but the Rascal Flats guys Netflix show. Yeah, Jay DeMarcus. What's uh, it it's called? DeMarcus Family Rules. Yeah, they would try to go that reality route. Yeah. God, it's kind of lacking a little bit. I was like three episodes in. I don't know if I'm going to continue. I'm not going to make it through the whole first season. You don't like it? Uh, it's a lot of their kids. I mean, their kids are cute. They're great. But we've seen every reality show possible. Can there be another one? I did finish Last Chance U, Laney. It ended up being pretty good finishing. People say I need to go watch the earlier seasons, though. But I, I did watch that. Watched a lot. That, that was a long flight to Seattle. So watched a bunch of stuff. I did see two, and I meant to mention this on Friday. There was this guy... He's in Nebraska. His name is Ander Christensen. He made a passionate plea to Lincoln City Council to rename boneless chicken wings because they are not, in fact, wings from a chicken. Hmm. Here you go. I go into nice family restaurants and I see people throwing this name around and pretending as though everything is just fine. I'm talking about boneless chicken wings. I propose that we as a city remove the... Excuse me, I'm trying to... <laughs> excuse me, come on. I propose that we rename boneless wings in the city of Lincoln. We can call them buffalo-style chicken tenders. We can call them wet tenders. We can call them saucy nugs or trash. We can take these steps and show the country that where we stand and that we understand that we've been living a lie for far too long. Funny. Hmm. I like it. Probably they- knew he'd get the video from the city council <laughs> yeah. feed. What name?
3: They aren't. Chicken they're not wings. I true, mean, when not. I was younger, and I wondered how they got—they just—I thought they were the wings, and they just pulled the bones out. But it's really that they just form everything together like a nugget, and it's in the shape of a wing.
1: The uh, other ones that I would do, if I were to go in and come on give these same kind of speeches, I would do why do hot dog buns come in packages of ten, but mm. hot dogs come in eight?
3: Yeah, the goddess—that is good.
1: I would do that one. Um, I think we should have some sort of ordinance, city ordinance. I don't want it to be federal. I'm, I like small government. <laughs> that if you spoil a movie or a TV show for someone, that's a fine. Oh, Amy. You're Let's fine people Ooh, that I mean, spoil... Because you... What?
3: I'm going to go to jail.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Home Alone is not a Christmas movie. It just happens at Christmas. Okay, it's Christmas, but I'd definitely whatever. be up there doing that one. Um, so, all right. I saw that. And then there was a guy, too, a Virginia guy who... Bought 20 lottery tickets with the same number, and won 20 times. It was 5,000 bucks if you won, and so he won $100,000. Isn't that crazy? Tony Miles of South Boston told Virginia Lottery officials he bought 20 tickets for the August 22nd Pick 4 night drawing, and all 20 of them with the same number hit for 5,000 bucks.
3: That's crazy.
1: Because I would be the guy that goes, okay, let me diversify my portfolio and just get all different numbers, have a better shot. He went 20 straight. It made a hundred thousand bucks. What do you think about that, Lunchbox?
4: Oh, it makes me so jealous. It, may, but I don't know why you would play the same numbers. That just seems stupid.
1: But for that reason,
4: it's real smart. I'm gonna try it now.
1: Are you still playing the lottery? Yep, still playing the lottery. What do you do each week?
4: Uh, I spend well every paycheck. I spend a hundred dollars on scratch offs, and then I do the Mega Millions and the Powerball every week. I play, I spend about ten bucks on each one.
1: So each week you're spending total. About
4: 120 bucks, 125 bucks. Oh, wow! My goodness. And you have two kids, two
2: kids, and a wife. But and you're a winning dog. on some of those, right?
4: Well, I mean, winning. Well. Nothing big. Winning. Define winning. Am I, I, I mean, I went, I, win, I win. yeah, five dollars here, ten dollars there, but I'm, I'm not hitting anything big yet. But it's coming. Like this guy, he kept playing. He 100,000.
1: Does he inspire you or irritate you?
4: Both. Both. <laughs> nice. Both. Like I, I hate him for it, but then I'm like, man, that's a good strategy. I'm gonna try that today.
1: Mm. You're going to go by 20 of the same number? <laughs> yeah, why not? I mean, Darryl if it works seven. for him, I mean, it must work.
3: Keep us posted. I hope one day we're reading a story about you and that you have won.
1: He's been telling us for about 13 years now that one day it's going to be him and he's going to leave this show. Oh, yeah, because you'll read about it in the paper. I won't even come back. <laughs> but every day we look and he's still sitting right over there. <sighs> Did you see the story about Dr. Dre's wife needing $2 million a month?
3: No, but isn't he the richest yeah, yeah, he made rapper about a, in the world.
1: a billion dollars off of beats. Yeah. So, so, but his wife, Nicole Young, says she has become accustomed to an incredibly lavish lifestyle, I can asking see that. for 2 million a month.
3: Yeah, but that's what she's used no, no, to No, living. yeah, but a month. <laughs> wow. Hi, yeah, it seems crazy, but that's like a normal person maybe asking for 20 bucks.
1: This is not normal in any way. According to legal documents obtained by TMZ, Dr. Dre's soon-to-be ex-wife has provided a list of monthly expenses that explains why she needs $1,936,399 <laughs> in spousal support a month. Are you ready? I'm ready. I Bro- need to hear it. Broken her. down. Here yeah. we go. Laundry and cleaning. $10,000 a month. Oh, over. my gosh. Just
3: wow. buy new clothes. Her
1: housekeeper's getting one over on her. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Clothes a month, $135,000. How do you feel now about yours?
3: No, no. I'm not saying this is rational, but in her world, this is what's Closed normal for her.
1: Clothes $135,000 a month.
3: Seems crazy. Keep going.
1: Education, tuition and living expenses, $60,000 a month. She may be going back to school. I don't know. Entertainment, $900,000 a month. Oh, wow. Netflix and stuff. Oh, That's I'm a heck of a subscription. Like- <laughs> Is she paying for everyone in town?
3: <laughs> no, I'm thinking like lavish dinners maybe and some fancy drinks. I oh, don't know. No.
1: 900000 <laughs> Not even a year. Which I would go like, wow, a month. Mm-hmm. Charitable contributions, $125,000 a month just to look better she should have knocked that one out a little bit <laughs> a little more yeah <laughs> mortgage $100,000 a month okay and telephone cell phone $20,000 a month that's how oh. much who is she calling mm.
3: what is she
7: doing should
1: she lay off the 900 numbers because that is expensive <laughs>
3: who has a 20 th- what what I is her again, plan I don't know what is it? in purchase apps
1: <laughs> oh, right, right. She right. plays a lot of Candy Crush
3: in that <laughs> purchases or whatever you say.
1: <laughs> Jeez. Isn't that wild?
3: Yeah, that is nuts. I can't believe that. But she's become accustomed, Bobby.
1: Women are crazy. No, he probably spins that
3: every month. I'm not
1: standing by Lunchbox's statement. Yeah, I mean, the fact But reading that someone wants $2 million a month just seems crazy. I don't know their situation. I don't know how. I don't know. I'm not sure the rules on California. But he's worth $800 million.
3: Right. That's I mean, think worth. of what... He
1: is worth that, not her.
3: her they, you know, but they he... Have, but uh, he...
1: Same thing started. with Jeff Bezos. He couldn't have gotten to the point where he is if she didn't decide, I'm going to do the other side of this teamwork and make sure the kids are raised. Yeah. She and was sure with him
3: when he was selling books out of the garage.
1: Who? Dr. Dre was selling books?
3: No. <laughs> Jeff Bezos' <laughs> wife.
1: I was like, I think you have the wrong guy. That's <laughs> how Amazon
3: started. Yeah, Everything yeah. starts out of a garage.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. But again, let me let miss me this one more time. Nine hundred thousand a <laughs> month for entertainment.
3: Yeah, she could at really least mind. told us like what she's doing with for entertainment. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, the five foods you should never reheat in the microwave. Is this interesting to you? Yes. Because you're now a microwave person. You have one at your house. Mm-hmm. You said you'd never use one, but it was built into the wall of your new house.
3: I've let go Dang, of a Dr. lot. Dang, Dr. Dre's wife. I know. And a microwave built into the house. I didn't do it. The previous owners yeah. did it. Also, I will say, I've let go a lot of my fear of microwave, so please continue. What was the fear? I, I had a lot of fear around food and microwave, and I tried to just, I, uh, nutrients and ingredients and things that I thought would be toxic for me. I had a fear, and I've had to let a lot of it go.
1: Number five, steak. Never reheat steak in the microwave. Yeah, because
3: it'll make it chewy.
1: They say first slice it up thin and then add oil to a pan and cook it over medium until it's hot enough. Here's the thing, that takes too much time. Mm. Like I'd rather have lesser quality steak than waiting 17 minutes to do a Thanksgiving dinner with Mm -hmm. it. Number four, never reheat spaghetti.
3: Why? What?
1: Just toss it in a pot and cook it over medium heat. If it's too thick, add a little bit of water and some seasoning. Number three, french fries. They will never taste as good as they were fresh, but the best way to do it is a pan with oil.
3: Really? Not even back in the oven? Okay.
1: Amy, I'm giving you a story. (laughs) I found it, and I thought it would be fun to talk about. I I don't know. I'm I'm curious. Okay. Number two, fried chicken. Instead of the microwave, use a baking sheet or pan. Cover it with foil. Cook it in the oven for about at 375 for 10 minutes then remove the foil and keep cooking until the skin gets crispy again okay. sometimes I'll watch these uh, sitcoms from the 90s 2000s and they're like okay if we cook this at 200 degrees for an hour it'll be done but we don't have much time let's cook it at 400 for 30 minutes <laughs> and I'm like those idiots but then I've caught myself in real life situations going well if I go up 33% mm-hmm. I can get this done twenty and you can't do that you ever do that?
3: Yes, yeah, sometimes you Try to cut corners? Uh, of course
1: and your number one thing you should never reheat in the microwave. Pizza. There it is. Some foods don't do well in the microwave. Uh, pizza's one of them. It's, if it's one or two slices, reheat them in a pan on the stove over medium heat, which they say is quick, by the way. That's a quick one. If it's uh, more than a couple pieces, 375, put it in the oven. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know you could just put it in a pan I didn't on know that stove. either. But that's, they say that's quick. Interesting. Like, if your argument's quick, all you got to do is throw them in a the pan. So, now I'm hungry for pizza.
5: Uh,
1: <laughs> I had ice cream three out of four days this weekend. Uncharacteristic of me. Had a bunch of... I had the best fish I've ever had in my life at a yeah? restaurant in Seattle. What kind? It was a sea bass. I'm not a fish guy. What, Eddie? This reminds me of kick kicker's ass. His ass. <laughs> <laughs> it was a sea bass. And Caitlin ordered it. And I had ordered... I like oysters... She doesn't like oysters that that much. I like oysters, and I had they had some grilled octopus there. Oh, did you s- try that? Yeah, it was good. Oh,
3: okay. My daughter loves grilled octopus. Yeah, it was good. It was disgusting. A- and we were on
1: the you know we're on the coast, mm-hmm. so you yeah. know that stuff's fresh, mm-hmm. fresh, af as they say. <laughs> and so we ordered that, and then Caitlin loves fish. She eats fish all the time. She got the sea bass, and I was like, let me have some of that. And it was the best fish I ever had in my life. Local. I don't know if they caught it outside, or, mm. but I would assume if you live near the water, yeah. it's local. It's um, great. but just a, just a wonderful town, that Seattle. It is. It's time for the good news.
5: With Bobby. Tell me something good.
1: So when this kid Brady found out that police dogs don't automatically get bulletproof vests, he was worried about them not being as protected as their handlers. So the then eight-year-old kid from Ohio decided to do something to change that. He started Brady's Canine Fund. A nonprofit to provide bulletproof vests for police and military dogs. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? All that. First of all, that dogs don't get something stinks. Mm-hmm. But secondly, it took this kid to be able to see it. Uh, in the last two years, he's now 10. He's managed to raise three hundred and fifteen thousand dollars.
5: What? what? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> he has supplied Wait, almost three hundred dogs with vests in 23 states, and then helped military dogs in Afghanistan too. Wow. Eat that kid. He that's should, that's yeah. crazy. It's yeah. gonna be something. At <laughs> first I
3: thought you were gonna say $318. I was like, oh that's cute. <laughs> wasn't that eliminate saying. <laughs> and then <laughs> you know, said know. thousand.
1: Yeah, uh shout um. out Brady Snakovsky. That's awesome, man. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. This video's funny, but only because the guy is okay. The guy jumped out of a plane with his skydiving instructor and he passed out. Oh no. <laughs> right as he jumps <laughs> out. <laughs> And so, they jump, he goes limp, the instructor has things under control, obviously. Here they are mid-air after he passed out.
5: Hey! Okay?
1: He woke up, and he was falling, and just started screaming. Oh, that was him. That was okay. him. Oh, okay. So, here it is again. The first part's the instructor going, hey! And then you hear the rest.
5: Oh Imagine you lose
1: consciousness Because you're so freaked out And when you wake up It doesn't matter where you are It takes a second anyway To adjust and see your surroundings And you're like Oh what, what what's that And then you're Barreling <laughs> oh towards your death uh, But It was a happy landing They said if 2020 was skydiving
5: That would be it. That's
1: (laughs) it right there. Amy, is that
2: a little trauma or a big trauma?
1: That's that's a little T. I don't know. A medium (laughs) know.
5: (laughs) It
3: could be a medium T, depending on how it affects the person. I
2: hated skydiving. Every part of it.
1: They thought I was going to hijack the plane. What? (laughs) Well, because what happened was I hate heights. Like, the the scariest thing to me are heights. And so I was so scared. And I said, you know, I got to attack this fear. And so I drive to the skydiving place by myself. Oh. And I say, hey, I'm here to skydive. And they say, nope, no groups here. And you got to book it in advance. I'm no group. I'm by myself. And they were, they gave me side eye, like, what are you trying to do up there by yourself? Yeah. Like, they thought I was doing something suspicious up there. Yeah. So I told them why. And they were like, okay. So they matched me with uh, an instructor. And I jumped. And it was awful. And then I had it saved on DVD and pictures, because this has been 10 years or so. And whenever my house was broken into, they stole that. Dang. Of everything to steal, they stole all that stuff.
3: Well, you had it inside your... PlayStation. PlayStation. PlayStation.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, now it makes sense, though. I mean, it's more dramatic <laughs> if I'm just like, they,
3: stole,
5: they did How oh, it. you think that. someone was like, you yeah.
3: skydiving video, Perfect. I'm taking this. I think this. that before they were like, like this you, have, is-
1: you have one objective, get that skydiving video and get out. <laughs> I, mean, <what?
3: laughs> I think they wanted the PlayStation,
5: no offense.
1: Uh, an 18-year-old guy in Virginia posted a video after he got a tattoo that covers his entire forearm. The tattoo said, Dream Chaser. Then he realized the tattoo artist did it backwards. So it only looks right in the mirror. (laughs) Here's a clip of the video he posted online showing off his tattoo.
7: So y'all think y'all having a bad day? I just went and got this tattoo for $200 and went to realize the dude
1: put it on backwards. So now I can only read it through a mirror and people can't see it. How, though, so do you dumb. not notice it while it's happening? I've I guess, had a few tattoos. I'm watching.
3: I Oh, I close my eyes. I mean, mine are tiny, but I just stick out my arm and I'm like, okay, do what you got to do, and I don't look. But don't they, they put it on, you get to look at it
5: before,
1: yeah, they, like
3: with the ink. They draw it on a piece yeah. of paper, they put
1: it on your arm, they go, okay, well, do you like how it looks? Mm-hmm. Okay, last
2: chance. Kind and of it, like.
1: so, and if and if, he, if the guy went, well, it says a kid, mid dude, <laughs> he maybe would have told the guy instead of dream chaser. <laughs> That was backward.
3: That reminds me of Caitlin and how she can spell everything backwards.
1: Yeah, it is weird. Here you go. This is Karen from Maryland.
3: We are getting our first puppy
0: ever. And I wanted to know if you could tell me some of the best products that you have for your dog. Or if the show could um, share any information on what we should get for the puppy. So any information you have would be helpful. Thank you.
1: Oh, my. Puppy pads and a ton of them. Put them all over the place. Mine's not so much uh, a brand, but Amy had sent Caitlin and I this uh, thing where you, I put on my Instagram yesterday, when you feed your dog, you move it over. So if two people are feeding the dog. Mm. That way you know. Yeah, we can probably put that on our Facebook page, though, if you want to see what that is. We don't have a deal with them or anything. It's a good idea. Um, You know,
3: I just found it on Amazon.
1: Yeah. Um, Purina is my favorite dog food. But again, if you've never had a puppy, you need to learn all this stuff yourself. Puppies are tough. Yeah. They're cute. They may be tougher than cute, though.
3: I like the brand, the cone K, uh, or that thing you could, that ball you can stick. Oh, the Kong ball? Kong, Kong. You can stick peanut butter inside and it'll keep the puppy occupied, something to chew on and lick the peanut butter for. It could last hours because the puppies are going to want to chew everything in your house. You might as well give them something to chew that is chewable for them.
1: Just remember about puppies, you'll buy them a lot of things, some expensive, some not. They never want to play with the things that cost the most. (laughs) They only want to tear up the things that that cost you the most that aren't for dogs. Uh, Good luck. I'm a big dog guy, but puppies are tough. You know, Caitlin's been talking about, hey, let's get another dog. She wants to get a puppy. And I'm like, let's just go adopt an older dog. We have enough space for one now because we live on five acres. And she's like, let's, let's get a dog. Stanley has a friend. We don't have to – and I'm on the road so much, you know, doing this show. But, um, yeah, puppies are tough. They're cute. They allure you in. But then it's just so much work. Holy crap. Uh, speaking of dogs – Here is Lunchbox. Lunchbox, you called a pet store?
4: Yeah, I called a pet store, and I asked them that I'm having problems biting my nails. Do they have one of those cones for humans? You know (laughs) how dogs get the cones? (laughs) Yeah, they put them around their neck. Yeah, so I was wondering if they got them adult size.
0: (laughs) Thank you for calling. This is speaking. How can I help you and your pet today?
4: I mean, for some reason, I cannot quit biting my fingernails. Like, ah. I just, they're like a delicious snack. And every time I look at them, I'm like, ah, and I got to chew them. So I was wondering if you have one of those cones that I could get. For the dog? Yeah. You know those cones? You know what I'm talking about?
0: Yeah, we have have a bunch of those. Yeah.
4: Yeah, but would they work on me? Would they stop me from biting my fingernails? Because that's... I'm I'm, not
0: sure. I mean, you could give it a try.
4: Like what's... I mean, I need to know if it's going to fit me. You know what I mean? Like... Uh, cause
0: yeah, we have we have some for like some pretty large some pretty large dogs.
4: Yeah, because um, I'm like so you I, could
0: come in and try.
4: Have you ever tried one to stop you from like itching or no, biting? I your... haven't. Is that a common <laughs> thing? Because I just want to make sure it works. I don't want to.
0: No, I don't think so. I definitely never had that question before. <laughs> Sir, is there anything else I can help you with?
1: Itching or biting. <laughs> All right, there you go. Uh, also. Eddie, you went to your son?
2: I did, yeah. You said, hey, because I wanted him to do a prank call. Yes, and uh, this is uh, me asking him what he thinks about doing the prank call. Okay. Okay, hear me out. So Bobby wants you to do a prank call where you call a liquor store (laughs) and you tell them with your little voice that you're having a party with your friends and you're trying to find out what kind of liquor to buy. Can you do it? No. Why not?
0: They're going to arrest me. (laughs) No, they're not. I'll get into trouble. With who? I don't know the bartender guy.
2: What, you mean the guy selling at the liquor store? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean what's it, what kind of trouble?
0: I don't know. They're gonna like call the cops.
2: Call the cops and tell them what? Some little kid is trying to Some buy.
0: Little kid's <laughs> trying to buy liquor. <laughs> and it's embarrassing.
2: How much money would Bobby have to give you to do it?
0: Five hundred dollars. Five hundred oh dollars to do yeah. it. Oh All right, my we'll ask gosh. him.
1: Okay. Slow you down. take this back to Okay. Here we go. $50 Woo! if he pulls off the prank call. Okay. Cash money. Cash. Whole, cold, hard cash. Call, cash money. I give it to him in ones, two, 220s, oh,
2: two, cool. two
1: fives, whatever he wants. Okay. I give it to him in VC,
2: virtual currency. <laughs> nice. I love it. <laughs> whatever he wants. <laughs> I might keep those. Take it to him and see if he wants uh, 50 bucks. 50 bucks to do the prank call. Yeah. I'll tell him.
1: How funny would that be, though? I Eddie's kid's voice going, hey, man. Uh, I got some friends coming over. We don't want our parents to know. How Like, what's the good vodka?
2: I'm struggling with it because I want him to do it so bad, but he just like, oh, no, I'm going to get in trouble.
1: <laughs> Tomorrow on the show, uh, you guys can call and leave us your opinions on this, by the way. Tomorrow on the show, we have an email from a listener who said that they have someone in their neighborhood that was uh, had not not cleaning up their poop after their dog. They're walking around. No. So I think what they did is they took a picture of him, posted it online, and said, all right, here's the person, like, right or wrong to do that. Mm. Leave a voicemail. Let us know. I'll, I'll give you the whole story tomorrow about this time. 877-77-BOBBY. Right or wrong to do that.
5: All right.
1: <laughs> Amy, what does it mean when you say that you're working on becoming a family-focused family? I don't know the lingo.
3: Well, I cause I heard that there's kid-focused, parent-focused, and then family-focused. There's the kind of the three options. And we were kind of a little bit of kid-focused when we needed to be or parent-focused, but we weren't operating together as a family, like sitting down, having meetings, talking about all the different activities from, okay, this is you— Stashira wants to play soccer. Okay, how are we gonna make that happen? Does that fit into everybody's schedule? How can we support this? And even our son, how can he help support Stashira and her soccer and scheduling? And it really is making decisions like that as a family. And my husband and I communicating more on where we are with our week and maybe even where we are with our day. Like if I'm oh I've had tons of stuff happening to me, I'm super stressed, maybe something happened with my dad and I'm operating at 20% then he can say, okay, I got you. I have the other 80%. Or if he's operating at 20% too, then we meet as a family. We decide we're going to do takeout. We're not going to cook. We're not going to. I just heard Brene Brown talking about this for her family. And it it really
1: tried it yet. It sounds like a lot of work. (laughs) (laughs)
3: It is, but I think you're, it is in the beginning, but then I think you're all better for it in the long run because you all know what to expect. And that's another thing we're working on big time in our family is, consistency, and predictability. And right now we're just kind of like, okay, we survived today. What's tomorrow? But if we sit down and we have these family-focused meetings and everybody knows what to expect, then I think that we will be functioning better as a family. And so that's very new to us. We have just been in survival mode and I'm over it.
1: I say this in a loving way. Today is September 8th. Yes. In one month, I'll check in on you.
3: Please do. And see I if you're
1: still having these meetings.
3: <laughs> I would like for you to. And the meetings are all the time. I Just once a week to set up the week and the expectations for the week and how we can support each other.
1: I hope it works. That'd be awesome.
3: We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see Check in.
5: All right. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Come on. The Bobby Bone Show. Yeah.